Welcome to Vinyl Verdict. I'm Bell. I'm Jamie. I'm Ploof. I tried to catch you with a mouthful. I of was water drinking there, water. I tried to get you. <laughs> and this week we're talking about albums from our birth years. Maybe favorite. I don't know. I don't want to judge for you two. That was the topic we discussed, but... The year was 1988. Sometimes you're pretty limited on what you can choose from your birth year, That you all, found out. That you already also own in your collection, unless you want to go buy a record. I happened to own one. Uh, we're going to start with mine, uh, but we'll introduce what albums we did if you were not listening to the end of last week's episode, which is kind of weird and cringe. You should listen. Yeah, Sorry why are you it. listening to that? Sorry you didn't enjoy it. But I chose uh, Illmatic by Nas, which uh, I happened to own because I got in a White Elephant gift exchange, uh, and Plouffe had bought it. I was attempting to buy the album for myself, and <laughs> yeah. people yeah, didn't he, let me uh, pick my own He tried to white elephant himself to give. Yeah, he's a real <laughs> dingleberry for trying to give himself his yeah, own he's gift. he's a dingus. Uh, um, but I got it, and now I have it, and it, the first time I ever listened to it was because of this episode, because I owned it already. Crazy. Jamie, what'd you pick? Uh, 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 crap. Um, I, no, I'm kidding. I listened to uh, our, our Public Enemies... <laughs> It takes a nation of millions to hold us back. Their 1988 album, often basically known as just "It Takes a Nation," because most that people is way don't, too long. I actually wrote like, it down in my notes as "It Takes." The a next nation. one is even longer. It's Apocalypse '91: <laughs> yeah. The Enemy Strikes Black. <laughs> yeah. That's fire. Though. That should be a movie. Poof, <laughs> uh, what'd you choose? Uh, I chose the Traveling Wilburys Volume Three, which is an album. I don't have many that are from 1990, unfortunately, and we already talked about the other one because uh, it was a Primus album. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, we, yeah. It was uh, anti no Frizzle Fry. I think Frizzle Fry came yeah. out in 1990, so yeah. that definitely would have been my pick. But Jamie had to pick it for a different topic. Sorry about that. That's okay. Or, or I'm not sorry about that. It's okay. Yeah, I picked uh, this one here because I looked up albums from 1994, and I actually had a lot of interesting choices. There's the Blue Album by Weezer, Dookie, uh, MTV Unplugged by Nirvana, Dookie, Park Life by Blur, Grace by Jeff. Buck. Luckily. Yeah, uh, but I went with Nas because I owned it, which was convenient. But there's also two in there that I wanted to do a full episode on, or another album by the artist, or I just didn't really have a connection to it. Like I could have chosen Blue Album, but I never actually listened to Weezer mm. at all. I think I listened to the the one with Pork and Beans and <laughs> Memories. I don't know if that's the uh, same it's a album, red album, but. Uh, I listened to that because the music video was very really popular on YouTube at the time because it had all the old it YouTube, had YouTube stars. people in it. Yeah, yeah the Mentos, uh, uh, Mentos going in the Coke. Remember? Yeah, so yeah. I was the Willow like, Blend guy. Yeah, but uh, this was really interesting. I knew Ploof has been asking me to like listen to this album forever. He's like, just listen to it. That's good. Sell it to me. Give it to me. Whatever. <laughs> if you don't want it, just listen to it. And now I have. And I was very pleasantly surprised, yes! which is bad for Ploof because now I, I probably will keep it. I gotta buy my own copy. Yeah. Uh, plus, I mean. Ploof does not have enough money in the world. I yeah. would demand a high it's kind dollar of, value. It's kind of a banger, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. really good. I don't know anything about Nas, and I'm looking at my notes. I didn't write anything about Nas. That's cool. But I'm assuming he's from New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's from uh, yeah, the um, Queenside. Queen. I don't know. Queensbridge. I, Queensbridge projects. Yeah, I, I love I love Nas, but I'm not going with Biz Markey. I'm not going to pretend to his like, full name know is Nasir bin Oludara Jones. That's cool. His, um, I didn't even know that. His father, Olu Dara, was a uh, jazz musician. Oh, that's really dope, actually. Yeah. That makes sense with a lot of the inspiration and in some of these songs. He yeah. plays on... You're reading Wikipedia. Uh, I see you. <laughs> I forget which one it is. His his father plays the cornet on... He's a, he's, his father plays cornet. Cool. Well, the wild thing is, is that Elmatic is his first album. Well, it's like a flugelhorn. Ah. 
You don't know what that is? I thought, you were, being, I thought you were joking. That's why I, I continued on. I don't know what a cornet is. <laughs> it's like a flugelhorn. You were, don't judge us. I know a lot of yeah. instruments. I don't know what a cornet is. Sorry. I don't know if it's like a flugelhorn, but it's like uh, it's like a coronet, but it's not. Okay, cool. Yeah, uh, well, I was just saying, Elmatic is his first album. Yeah. And he has many. His latest actually is 2022. So he's still releasing music, even though he's, what, uh, 50? 49. Yeah. He appears on the song Too Many Rappers on the Hot Sauce Committee Part 3. Or yeah. no, Part part two what is that it's the beastie boys last album beastie boys well we'll talk about beastie boys later but not with nas <laughs> yeah um yeah what do you guys think i like i said i was really pleasantly surprised there's a lot of uh like inspirations for more modern rap that i do enjoy uh that i think was it's kind of cool to hear something from you know 29 years ago that is still drawing inspiration or artists are drawing inspiration from today Illmatic is a fantastic album. I have listened to it tons of times. Production is amazing. Huh? Production is fantastic. Nos is incredible. Um, it's just really good. I, you know, every track he just comes out swinging and crushes it. And there's a few that have some dated language that's mm-hmm. not the yeah. greatest. We'll that get... He doesn't even rap them anymore. I've watched uh, yeah, one of the that's, songs live. That's cool. I didn't know that. Song, that's, sing those lyrics. That honestly props to him. That's actually really cool. Um, but, you know, it was from, like, 1994, and unfortunately saying stuff like the F word was pretty common at the time. He claims that it's actually in re- reference to the actual thing that that means, a which is, like, a stick. A stick? A stick yeah. Or a bundle? there's, like, a pun, yeah. a specific stick, because then it's actually called a switch is the what... Oh, I could like, see that. They used yeah, to hit, you hit people's people hands with, with and yeah, stuff like that. I so mean, it's, like, it's, I guess, but, like, you also know... Yeah, what yeah, switch cause, cause, and that connotation, and then the, the next line like, references being bisexual. Yeah, yeah, so it's like, yeah, yeah he I knew what he was doing. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't. Exp- yeah, uh, the, this album's got a ton of like pretty famous songs that you've probably heard at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, especially the whole like "Life's a bitch and then you die." Mm-hmm. Uh, like that's, that's why just we epic. That's why we. Yeah, that's why we get high. It's super famous. Um, you know, yeah, it's it's just a solid album, and like I said, I wanted to buy it for myself. I tried; people didn't let me, and I'm glad at least Bell got it instead of someone else. Um, yeah, I wanted the Nardwar record that was. There. Oh, hey, I I, I, I also <laughs> wanted the Nardwar record that was. The, there. Th- this album starts the trend where uh, rappers will put a picture of themselves as a youth. I didn't on the know cover. that. Um, yeah, uh, we'll talk about the album cover later, but yeah, yeah it's just like a, a cute picture of him. Yeah, it's like all the Little Wayne albums. Sure, unless a little Wayne, but oh, the the Carter. Yeah, this is a tight album too. At only nine yeah. actual songs, yes, uh, with one skit, uh, forty minutes. It's like forty minutes, yeah. So yeah. the longer songs, but I wouldn't say any of them feel especially long. No, uh, I can't. We'll go through eventually, but like I think I only wrote that this is a little long on like one track, maybe. Because mm-hmm. um, yeah, they're 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 all just pretty good. Um, one love is the longest song at like five and a half minutes, and whatever that's not too bad it's just it's long for a hip-hop song but yeah, that's a pretty that's uh, one of the more dynamic songs in it as well because it tells a story from yeah. like multiple viewpoints i mean we'll get to that song but yeah. uh that's what i find so interesting is that uh i think i have one that has it's too long as well but i have you've heard listener in many other episodes i'm very sensitive to when a song is too long and yet i don't think it really came across it many times yeah uh, on this album which is great very solid whole way through I like this album. I, I like this album before we listen to it. Yeah. Um, like, like for the po- purposes of the podcast, like I've listened to this album before. I yeah. think it's pretty good. Um, yeah, Life's a Bitch is a great song. Uh, Life's a Bitch, uh, that's the one his father plays on. Oh, yeah, yeah. featuring as an Oladara. Oladara. Yeah, yeah, you're right, yeah. yeah. So, um, 
New York State of Mind is really good. Somehow this started a, um, I don't know if it's this album or the next one. It started a beef with him and Jay Z. Oh, really? Empire State of Mind. Yeah, um, that's clearly the superior song. I hate to tell you. Next, whoa, whoa, I don't know. I would know. much I rather know. have. I don't know about that. Much rather have Empire State of Mind. Um, but yeah, somehow there's a there was a beef for a while between him and Jay Z. I don't <laughs> remember what it is. Jay Z ref- references a couple of these songs. There's a diss track. And a, I wow. Um, I like yeah, I like this song. Um, I wrote a couple of notes down. Uh, this album debuted at number twelve. And peaked at number two on the R&B hip hop charts. That's not bad, yeah. As of t- t- 2019, it sold 20, uh, two million copies, which is not bad. I just looked up this feud with Jay Z. Yeah. And the, the funniest part is Jay Z responded to uh, the feud with a freestyle over NASA's "Get Yourself a Gun," known as "Super Ugly." In the song, Jay Z makes references to NASA's girlfriend and daughter going to graphic detail about having an affair with his girlfriend. Jay-Z's mother was personally disgusted and demanded he apologize to Nas and his family, which he did in December 2001. <laughs> it's like his mom is like, that's awful. You need to apologize. He's like, yes, mom. That's hilarious. Yes, mama. You, went, you, you took the feud too far. Yeah. Pretty much. Why did you, you, you say those things, Jay? <laughs> um, yeah, anyway, uh, Rolling Stone has this album at number 44 on the list of the 500 greatest albums of all time as of 2020. Wow. That's high praise. Yeah. I would say it's good, but what do you think, listener? Should we give them one less listen? Yeah. Okay. Rappers are monkey flipping with the funky rhythm. I be kicking, musician, inflicting composition of pain. I'm like Scarface sniffing cocaine, holding an M16. See what the life's a bitch and then you die. That's why we puff live. I woke up early on my born day. I'm 20 as a blessing. The essence of adolescence leaves my body now blessed. The world is yours. The world is yours. It's mine. It's mine. To my man ill will, God bless your life. To my people's the wild queens, God bless your life. I trick we box of crazy bitches aiming for an album. Life's a bitch and then you die. Well, I'm gonna start with that song. Start with the Genesis. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not a huge fan of skits, but this is very up the time. So I'm not gonna knock at points for starting with one, especially one that doesn't come up ever again. There's yeah. no other no other skits, which There's is no great. Yeah. Skits, yeah. I, I don't even have notes for the Genesis. It's fine. It is what it is. It starts the album. I feel like New York State of Mind is like the real start of the album, so yeah. whatever. In New York, concrete jungle, where dreams That's are made dreams of. That's where dreams are made of, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is not that song. But, uh, man, the line, I never sleep because sleep is a cousin of death, iconic. I have the exact same it note. It is just I, iconic. Yeah, I never, I never sleep because sleep is the cousin of death. Great line. Fantastic. I never sleep because sleep is the cousin. Yeah, that's oh, so good. Yeah. It's such a basic beat. Yeah, it's very repetitive. I didn't good. find it to be too monotonous. Yeah. I definitely like was conscious of it. Yeah. But it also just really helps you get lost in the rap. I yes. was like, man, yes. the lines are so good that I don't care. I just yep. want to listen. Because he is very clear. He's not rapping too fast. Yep. There's not like too much added on to make it too too crazy. Yeah. And he's not trying to be like uh super figurative or not figurative. No. Yeah. But You're right. yeah, he's not trying to be super symbolic. It's 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 his pretty... verses are about how good he is at rapping yeah and also how dangerous new york is yeah which are both accurate <laughs> sure yeah <laughs> <the> time <laughs> and he also makes a remark that you can't put this album in your tape deck if it eats tapes and it's don't. like that's good life advice yeah, yeah. like don't eat tapes i won't do it um i really like even though the beat is pretty repetitive i like when they break it down a little bit about halfway through uh not for super long but it's a nice change of pace. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, it's a long track at almost five minutes. But he just he crushes it just the whole time. Just constant and consistent. 
Mm-hmm. After that is Jamie's favorite song. Life's a bitch. It's a great song. You, die. <laughs> you know what? It's pretty good. Shout out Schweppes. They, he calls out Schweppes later in the song. Oh, uh, I can write that down. That's good. Uh, he, the he the chorus a, he is makes a word. Good. He's like Schweppervescent. Which I think is hilarious. That's really good. Schweppervescent. It starts out slow with the intro, and then Az comes in quick and crashes it. Love the famous chorus. Nas's verse is super good, maybe better. I'm not a huge fan of the chorus. It's repeated oh, quite really? a bit. Um, I like the brevity of the song and the contrast yeah. between the, the two voices, but the chorus just comes up a lot. Fair. Uh, that's it, that's fair. It's repetitive as, as hell. Yeah. yeah. Nas is talking about how stuff used to be rough, but he's glad he's alive. Yeah. And that's, that's good. Basically it. Time is all mad. And then there's a sweet trumpet outro. Yeah. I'm so like, excuse me, I love Oh my goodness! Well, See, his papa comes on and kills I, it on his father. I, I yeah. also I also wrote trumpet. All right, I love the jazzy trumpet at the end by Uluwara. I, don't I guess it's we're simpletons. Yeah, he's playing something. It sounds great. It does. It sounds so good. It's such yeah. a nice touch. Yeah. And then up next is the world is yours. Whose world is really this? good? This is one that feels very modern. Uh, like, I could t- see this coming out or being like Moss Def. Yeah. 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 Uh, it was in uh, Tony Hawk's Underground number oh, one. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. That's Thug fire. One. Yeah. That's and big. NBA 2K13. It's That's uh, my favorite one. It's crazy how much Tony Hawk's games shaped my taste in music in terms of like punk and hip hop. Yeah. It's where I found it. Like it's that's where I listened to Nas for the first time. For uh, sure. Jay-Z samples this song on Dead Presidents because mm-hmm. he mentions Dead Presidents. Yeah. Yeah, the chorus is really tasteful in the song. Mm-hmm. The backing track is engaging, but not overwhelming or boring. And Nas keeps such a solid tempo that's yes. like spiced up every so often to make it avoid fitting into the background. It's just so good. And I love how he just shouts out the neighborhoods at the end. I think this is the only one that I said that it goes a little long. The outro is a little long. Yeah, he doesn't really there. need to go be like, if you're from Queens, yeah, sick. Yeah. If you're from Uptown, cool. You're in Brooklyn, I. You're in Mount Vernon. It's like, all right, man. <laughs> we get I, it. I, I you're understand from New York. you're from New York. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a solid 45 seconds to yeah. at the end there. Uh, otherwise, it's great. That's that's like my only real problem with the yeah, song. Yeah, I easily recommend people check out this song. Yeah. The song, the song pays homage to Scarface, which oh, is where the yeah, line. Yeah, the world is yours. Yeah, yeah, which is where the line is yeah. from. Yeah. Uh, that makes sense. Oh yeah, halftime. I love halftime. I think it's good. It's ri- this uh, uh, song came out before the album. It was oh originally, yeah. Originally released on the soundtrack to the movie Zebrahead in 1992. Mm-hmm. Fun fact about this song is that it splits the record, so you're forced to take a break, like a little halftime. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, hearing the F slur was surprising. Yeah, this is Fair. the one with uh, the bad lyrics. It's not my. F- it's not a favorites. lot of cursing on this album. No, no it, a lot of N words, but nothing else really. Yeah, no. yeah. Uh, I'm not, it's not my favorite song. I find the horns in the backing track a little annoying. Sure, uh, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> uh, at the time when this song was released, he re- uh, rapped under the name Nasty Nas. Nasty Nas. Nasty Nas. Oof. Anyway, uh, it's, oh, it's fine. Nasty. Yeah. Up next is Memory Lane, sitting in the park. Sitting in the park. Uh, again, not a fan of the backing track. The loop is extremely short. Oh, and really? The ooing is too much that like catches me, and uh, I don't like it. Ooh. It's just I, like every two seconds. Ooh. I, I actually really love the backing ooh. track on this one. I don't know. I think it fits it really well. It feels like it'd be great video game menu music. If sure. it was just Fair. the backing track, I'd yeah. be like, okay. I do um, like video game menu music. So. Ploof, would you like to know a fun fact? I love fun facts. Okay, fun fact for this song. Now let me take. Sorry, the line. Now let me take a trip down memory lane is a sample from Biz Markie's song, 
Pickin' Boogers. Wow. Which is a great song. Bismarck Please listen, gross song. Please listen to Pickin' Boogers. It's I, great. I cannot recommend Don't put my name on that. Bismarck I don't want to recommend it. That song is gross. Bismarck <laughs> is incredible. That man Rest in peace. gave us some Rest of the... Yeah, I was... Rest in power. Yo, I was going to see yeah. him like a year before he died, too. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. uh, anyway, Pickin' Boogers is a great song. I think it's really funny. Um... <laughs> He, he talks about like a guy on a subway picking a big old loogie out of his nose Hell and wiping yeah. it on him. Hell yeah. <laughs> it's really weird. Oh. It's a really weird song, dudes. <laughs> anyway, One Love featuring yeah, Q-Tip. Featuring I Q-tip. love the theme of this song. Yeah, it's really good. But two friends writing letters to each other because one's in prison. Yeah. And the lyrics are very real, but gun violence and imprisonment to like an almost unsettling beat that kind of like keeps yeah. on her toes. Um, And then... The end of the second verse when the friend is at jail and talking about how uh, the imprisoned guy's mom at night, he like hears her crying and yeah. how much that makes him want to get revenge and stuff like that. Like it's very powerful. Yeah. Really good song. Um, I really like how the chorus helps break it up because it's a pretty long one at that. It is. And uh, it just doesn't stop though. Like it's, yeah, it's the, super good. Yeah. I, the I also drum sample the, from oh, the song yeah. is so good. It's yeah. from a parliament song. Yeah. I, um, yeah, good production and a good chorus can carry like any album. Yeah. But after listening to songs like this and artists like like Nas tell stories while rhyming verse after verse, I just, you know, that's why I love uh hip hop like this is cuz it's like it's just so strong lyrically. Yeah. Um I like that it's a series of letters to his friends that are in jail. I think that's mm-hmm. really good. Really yeah. powerful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Up next is One Time for Your Mind. Shortest song on the album aside from the intro. Yeah. It uses a number in the title, so it makes it like a song by Prince. <laughs> so, sure. Because <laughs> he loves doing that. <laughs> yeah. Nothing compares to you. Yeah, yeah, I like this song, and I like the simple backing track on this one. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan of the chorus, but I really like the line, I'm new on the rap scene, brothers never heard of me, yet I'm a menace, yo, police want to murder me. Which, again, is just how he's not a big deal. He's not a major villain. Yeah. Yet, like, cops are such a huge threat that could gun him yeah. down at any moment. And, unfortunately, something that's still so relevant in yeah. so many parts of the States. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it's just a really good song. And I think the length, uh, I'm, I'm just glad it's a shorter one. Because the backing track is quite simple. Yeah. And if it was, like, another five-minute song, I might be like, okay. Ploof, do you feel blessed by the Herb's essence? All the way, all the time, man. I also feel that. <laughs> because we record this podcast at your house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah don't dox us okay. one time one, yeah it's a great track um i think it's a little boring compared to the rest of the album but not in like a bad way it's just a mm-hmm. little slower and you know it's still good though uh next after that is represent represent uh i don't think there were any lines that really jumped out of me in this song but no. i like the vibe and the history that's got a hell told. of a beat mm-hmm. oh this, what a beat yeah this one's okay um I think it's all right. I just don't think it's as good as the rest of the album, but it's not bad. The beat, the beat's good. I, I fully I, agree. With I that. think it's the only one where he does not contribute to the chorus. Oh, hmm. yeah, he doesn't contribute to it at all. Yeah, this is uh, obviously like I have no clue what it's like growing up in the NYC or the NYC in NYC or projects, but it was pretty emotionally charged and hearing about the danger they were in and how people like hated where they lived, like talking about yeah. peeing in the elevators and stuff like that because they just hated where they were so much. It's uh yeah it's crazy very impactful again and puts you in the f- the the shoes especially of a young Nas like if the cover kind of shows puts you in that New York state of mind mm-hmm. Empire State of Mind <laughs> I had to do it had to do it to me uh, yeah it's a good, it's a good track um, 
again i don't think it's my favorite on the album but it's still good like nas is just a really good artist Mm -hmm. jamie any thoughts no no not particularly it's got a great beat um there's not much else to say about it. I I, I think it's it, I think it's fine. I, I don't think yeah. it's the, like the worst track on the album, but it's well, fine. it ain't hard to tell. Ha! It ain't hard to tell. Yeah, yeah, Backing track on this one's fire. Yeah, really yeah, good. really good. Um, I think they end the album with a really strong song that's just good all around. Mm. It was uh, released as a single and it only went to number ninety-one. Really? Yeah. Mm. I like the line. So analyze me, surprise me, but can't magnetize me. Scanning while you're planning ways to sabotage me is awesome. Uh, and magnetize is not a word, and yet no. it fits perfectly there. Yeah, magnetize. It's like ah, I know what that means. Yeah. Oh, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, I need that. Magnetize it. Magnetize. It's, it's like, like a, a magma or something. It's like um, that Steve Miller song where he says he's the pompatus of love. Oh, I know. What, what does that mean? <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a good ending to the album because it's just more of what you like about the rest of the album it's just another good song with great mm-hmm. bars great backing track i'm glad there's no skit or crazy weird it outro. just ends yeah yeah it just, just like here you go we're done yeah it's... apparently this album was rushed because it was getting leaked a lot mm. so maybe there could have been more or was planned to be more but i mm. think it really suits this kind of short yeah i'm glad there wasn't more his, 40 minutes is great his follow-up uh albums are not great they're not as good i like i, I am sucks I, Illmatic is definitely, in my opinion, still his strongest album, yeah. like of all time, and it's incredible. Um, and I haven't listened to a ton of his other albums. I've listened to a couple, but they don't catch me nearly as, as yeah. much as Illmatic. It's does. another one of those albums where the the op- or like the debut album from the, the artist is the, yeah. his best album. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's Boston. Boston all over again. Yeah. It's just another band out of New York. <laughs> Something, something, something. God, that song sucks. <laughs> well, speaking of sucks, talk about the album itself. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought we were going to get right into the next one. Never mind. Wow, this guy. Well, the album itself, uh, as we mentioned before, the front is uh, just a picture of Nas as a kid, kind of cross faded with you know, projects, New York yeah. City, yeah. whatever. Uh, Nas is in a cool old font. I don't know what kind of font that is. It's like not old English, but. It's not not old English. It's and, sort of like graffiti. Kind of, yeah. Well, and then the ill and illmatic is also that weird old English font, yeah. but the matic is it's like not, Arial. Yeah. On the back, it is just a gross New York street with the song titles on it. Very simple. The record itself is transparent because I have a release from 2018. No, 2021. Should be mine. Should be yours. <laughs> Should have been me, not him. And then the jacket has. Yeah, but the world is yours. Yeah, that's true. Do you think about that? Who's, who's, right. Whose album is it? The album is Bell's, but whose world is it? <laughs> that's my the world, world is yours. Whose world? World? Whose world, world is this? Uh, and then the album jacket has uh, a picture with a bunch of rappers, friends, people, brothers. Can you say that? Sure, you can. You can. <laughs> Thank God. And then a picture of Nas covering his face peeping through his fingers and has a big shout out to a, a number of people hell yeah on the other side is again a picture of nas and that mm. gross street from the background or the rear of the album and then credits for all of the songs it's pretty pretty complicated black yeah. and white photos looks nice yeah good quality yeah for transparent like it's hard to tell with colored records i've had some bad ones but yeah it happens uh, sometimes since it's so recent it does sound totally fine i like that it's just two sides I will not complain about something easy. Yeah. Uh like that. 
but yeah what do you guys think what is your what's your final verdict it's fantastic it's a yeah. solid album uh yeah i can't you know say the rest of the stuff is as incredible but no. illmatic is just timeless um it's easy listen very easy listen very easy if you like hip-hop but some of the subject matter is kind of heavy and he does mm, say the n-word quite a bit which some people don't like um in hip-hop so he loves it <laughs> <laughs> he sings along <laughs> i can't i gotta cut that <laughs> um i want to i originally gave it an eight but it's really probably more like an 8.5 or maybe even yeah, a nine sure like it's a good album yeah. and the beats uh, are on and the, are incredible the beats are all good production some of them are a little mm-hmm. yeah a little uh for 94 lacking. production's crazy yeah that's the thing is it's an album of its time but at the same time it's timeless so mm. i yeah i, I want to i'll go with 8.5 i'll split it down the middle there hmm. jim what do you think that's uh, a solid uh it's a nine out of 13 maybe a 10 out of 13 yeah, it's it's a it's a great album. Uh, is credible it debut. Um, the production work on it is uh, top notch. Uh, rapping on it is very tight. Um, I don't have anything bad to say about it. I, I won't say it is. I don't know if it is the number forty four greatest album of all time. <laughs> sure, uh, but Rolling Stone thinks though, and uh, Billboard thinks that it might be the greatest hip hop album of all time. And I don't know if that's true either. Hmm. Um, but I'm glad that people enjoy it, and I enjoyed it. But I enjoyed it as much as some reviewers do. Yeah. Overall, I enjoyed my time with the album. It definitely feels a bit dated, but nothing too crazy considering the album is almost 29 years old. It definitely does not feel like that. It's easy to see how this album inspired a generation of rappers, and I'd love to listen to more music by Nas, though maybe I don't need to, and learn more about the stories behind the rap. It was very inspiring to hear about you know, the struggle of the the time. Because again, not being an American, we don't really have that sort yeah. of history. Um, but if you like rap music at all, check out this check out this album. Yeah, 100%. Up next, Ploof, let's go to yours to spice up the uh, rap albums or yeah. split them up. So why don't you tell us about the Traveling Wilberts? What was it? The Traveling Wilburys. Um, very completely different picks from you guys. Uh, yeah, so they're a super group that formed like late 80s. Uh, and they originally came out with an album that was called Volume 1. They skipped Volume 2 and made Volume 3. Classic. Uh, yep. It consists of... Uh, Tom George, Petty. George Harrison, Jeff Lynne, Bob Dylan, Roy Orbison, and Tom Petty. So Not, not anymore. Well, this album didn't have... This album doesn't have Roy Orbison, and because of that, it is markedly worse than the first album. He mm-hmm. died in between, if you're wondering why. Yep. Yeah, he did. Unfortunately... It's the one they put out in 1990, so it's the one I'm going with. Um, I love the first album to death. They're they're really good together, and Roy Orbison has such a beautiful voice. Yes. And, man, he really ties the group together, and without yes. him, it's just not the same. No. So, it, it's an album. Um, yeah, I'm not crazy about it, but it we'll talk about it. It blew my mind that this was from 90. Really? I was like listening to it. I was like, what the heck is this? It feels like... 1975. Every picture, big, big yeah. story. It feels like all yeah. that old. And then I was, I wasn't paying attention. Like I didn't know it was a super group. I was just yeah. listening to the album. And I was like, oh, that like, sounds like Bob Dylan. I like, yeah. looked it up. And I'm like, oh, it must be featuring Bob Dylan. No. And it's like, oh, George Harrison. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's a super group. Yeah. Oh my god, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's crazy that Jeff Lynne was the least 
like prominent member of that group. Totally, because like ELO was still big at that time, and uh, yeah, he's from ELO. Yeah, wow. Yeah, from ELO. Doesn't live yeah. thing. That was just a coincidence. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's wild, like how big all of these guys were, especially in the late eighties. Yeah, um, like Tom Petty was huge. Bob Dylan was still huge. George Harrison George, was still George big. Harrison had just put out the "Got My Mind Set on You," which oh, is yeah. a great song. Yeah. Um, and Roy Orbison was like Mark. He, he was basically a whole generation older than all these guys, mm-hmm. and so they really looked up to him as. Uh, they were know, very reverential. Of yes, him. yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, he died after the first album, which is much better. I highly recommend you listen to that one. Uh, yeah, the first one's got some bangers that oh, you yeah. may like, like "Handle with Care," "Tweeter and the Monkey Man," "Tweeter and the Monkey Man." <laughs> yeah, this was a weird album. Yes. I think my expectation shifted after the first song, and I realized it wasn't and like that's a super group. And it just is all over the place. Yeah. Like, yeah. this feels like a collection of demos. I was like, yeah. what is happening? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It feels like they've just collected old songs yeah. and just released it in the 90s. Like, it doesn't right. suit the tone of music at the time. Yep. It feels like each of these people are singing their own songs. Yep. Like, they all wrote their own songs yeah, and just that's had exactly, someone else yeah. feature on it. Yeah, that's... Uh, really weird. So, part of that is because Roy Orbison was gone, they weren't sure who to make, like, the lead lead singer. So, they chose no one. So they chose no one, but it kind of ended up being uh, Bob Dylan. Bad. Which is, yeah, why, I don't know why they chose him. I know, of all, of all people. like I, Bob Dylan is the most prolific songwriter, though. Sure. And he can write songs, and someone else could sing. <laughs> I agree. And you know what? I like a lot of Bob Dylan songs and albums, but I don't think, like, he's got a very unique voice, and it sounds great yeah. sometimes, but it really doesn't sound great other times. Yeah. And I don't... You know, when I'm listening, when I'm thinking about the Wilburys, I'm not thinking about, oh, that's a Bob Dylan album. But that's kind of what this is. It's, yeah, it's, it's a like, Bob Dylan album yeah. featuring three other he, members of the band. He yeah. was going on tour or something, so they basically just, like, gave him all the lyrics and said, hey, sing all of these songs. And then they cut it up. Um, but they ended up still using him predominantly on most tracks. He usually, like, if, if everyone sings a verse, he usually sings a second verse, or he sings the chorus. Uh, so he's kind of the lead... <clears throat> on this album and that's good on some tracks and really not good on others but uh yeah one fun fact is they all go by their wilbury names nelson is george otis's jeff lefty is roy charlie is tom and lucky is bob yeah but uh, they changed in a weird order i was like who they changed <laughs> they changed their names for this album oh didn't they yeah. i didn't know that yeah let's uh, hold on you, you keep going i'm gonna yeah, right uh, up. yeah bob dylan was lucky in the first one or something like that yeah. i remember looking up the wikipedia yeah lucky is bob that's what i said uh, in the Bob in the lucky. new one, yeah. lucky is Bob. <laughs> They're Wilburys. They're not who they are. Well, are he's Boo. He's Boo Wilbury in this one. There's something. Oh, weird. I didn't look up the difference for this one. Yeah. The traveling Wilburys on this album are Clayton Wilbury, which is Jeff Glenn. Oh, Spike, which is George Harrison. Boo, which is Bob. Wow. Boo Bob and Ooh, Muddy Bob. Wilbury, which is Tom Petty. Crazy. Wow. Well. We've been teasing how awful this album is. Yeah, let's listen to it one more time. <laughs> let's give it a listen. <laughs> when your outside's in, and your downside's up, yeah, your upside's right. He said, put it in a cool, dry place. And I drove around the city. Wow, a classic rock song that we played in a bar. <laughs> yeah, My favorite they're... genre. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. 
this album is so uneven. I, um, I think it has a couple good songs. I won't write the whole thing off, but most of them, yeah, like it's just it's kind so of weird all over expectations the place. being the yes. first one. I thought it was all going to be like this. Yeah, I like I actually was like, God, no, right? And it's not like this, which is kind of like a God, no. Why can't it just be like one thing? Yeah, this, this song is just so boring and derivative. Yeah, how many yes. people's babies have we heard about? She's, She's my, my baby. Like, there's got to be a thousand songs with that exact title. She can't Jeez. even drive an aeroplane. I hate that line, by the way, because you fly planes, you don't really drive, drive an aeroplane. Them, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, each member sings a portion of this song, and each verse is worse than the last. <laughs> uh, Tom Petty's verse is the only salvageable. One. <laughs> it is terrible. Uh, uh, the lead guitar is played by Gary Moore, who was previously of Thin Lizzy. Oh, I cool. have enough guitar players in the band, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's it's not my favorite. I like the way they harmonize, which they do on multiple tracks, um, and they did a lot in the first album. But yeah, it's got a long fade out. It just. I don't know. You and it's... you, me and Bell think this song is a stinker, but people in 1990 loved, loved it. it. Yeah. It peaked at number two behind yeah. Concrete. Wow. Really? Concrete. Concrete and Steel by ZZ Top. Wow. I could see it though. It's a it's it's definitely a 90s bar song. Like Yeah, this was just rock at the time. Yeah, it wasn't if, even yeah. classic rock. If this was like playing in the bar, I'd get up and dance with my girlfriend. This is practically a Springsteen song. Yeah. Yeah, 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 sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, next, we get Inside Out. I like this one. I this is one of the stronger songs on the album. I like Inside Out. I think it's good. It's about convincing someone who's sitting right in front of you that climate change is happening because the world is turning yellow and they can't explain why. And mm. and you're trying to explain climate change to someone who doesn't understand, doesn't believe climate change happens. Oh, that's cool. I that's feels that. like a, a movie trailer song. <laughs> There's something about it that feels like okay. a Inside movie trailer for like, kind of like a funny little <laughs> almost romantic comedy kind I could, of thing. I could see that, yeah. But I did enjoy this song, and uh, I like the message, and I like yeah. how it feels pretty kind of dynamic. Yeah. I don't want to listen to it. Sure. Again. Twist and Shout. Beatles reference? Yes. George Harrison? George Harrison. <laughs> Think about it. Uh, he was yeah. a Beatle. He was a Beatle. Um, Some would say the best Beatle. Not many. But someone said the best people. No, most people say Ringo Starr is the best people. <laughs> They'd be right on that one. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I I think the Jeff Lynn and the George Harrison part kind of feels like it's trying super hard to be Roy. It doesn't really land there. They're trying to do some harmonies. Yeah, crap. but like it's okay. I still like this. Is probably my favorite song on the album. So, so the worst thing, or sorry, the best thing we can say about the entire album is that it's okay. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. It's I perfectly acceptable. Love the first album second one they're basically like we need to put out another one do it for roy and it was not a good idea they no, should have just left it at one left it. um then we get if you belonged to me that's a bob dylan song it's a very bob dylan yes song. he sings most of this doesn't he? he's a yeah. lead singer on the whole thing it's a bob dylan song on a wilbury's album and i don't like it it is that's a more funny. upbeat tangled up in blue yeah. or a more upbeat simple twist of fate yeah that's yeah tangled up in blue is the only bob dylan song i know tangled oh, up in blue is a friggin banger i don't know if i hear it in this other than the guitar it's just uh, like a story like yeah like so. you're getting a story like like he does Tangle a lot of that blue is, a, is like a, a long lot. ass story about Bob lost Bob love does a lot of stories yeah i like the clarity instruments in this one how the vocals kind of pop in front of them sure i hate how the fact he's offended that she wants to see cowboys fall at the rodeo like yeah does he hate nascar we're right. all there for the crash yeah. buddy. But it's just like he shuns her because it's like she wants to see cowboys fall at the radio. Rodeo. It's like, okay. Yeah. I love your Bob Dylan impression. It's very good. Thank you. Spot on. Uh, The lyrics are, or the harmonica is tasteful. 
Yeah, sure. Yeah, I as well with the cheesy lyrics. Yeah, I like a good harmonica and like Bob th- Dylan is great at playing a harmonica and a guitar at the same time. The instruments are never bad on no. on the album. That's you know they're they're all good. Like these are it's a super group. These guys are all fantastic uh, musicians individually. Individually, and hey, first album with Roy. Paul yeah, that's is, a, yeah, it's that, good. It's yeah, genuinely good. Yeah, but yeah, yeah this. This one's whatever. Well, uh, if you didn't like Bob Dylan's voice in the last one, this one's really even worse. Like it on this one. <laughs> He's so sloppy in this song. Yeah. I don't get it. But I like the sitar a lot on this one. Ah, uh, yes. I, mo- I made a note. Got some sitar in it, so we know George Harrison is on this right? album. Right? Oh, my God. I know. This feels like something that he played at like a backyard party in the summer. Yeah. yeah. Like a band, band like a local band would play this song. Backyard. I think this one's okay. I've got a note that just says Tom Petty, baby. Yeah, it's such a Tom Petty song. <laughs> um, I, I just, my only problem is Bob Dylan again. Uh, he just needs to be featured less on the whole album and i think if that had happened with this song it would have been better yeah but who's gonna tell you that the man is obscuring how they uh, got you by the I know, balls I know. yeah thanks yeah. thanks bob yeah. bob bob couldn't no one else could tell you that it's true this is so bad the bridge is so <laughs> unintelligible yeah it's rotten <laughs> it is just rotten <laughs> That's exactly what, like I didn't understand what you said. That's, <laughs> but that's exactly what he how does. I felt. Yeah. I was lost. It's like the uh, episode PTSD. of South Park where they're talking. Like Stevie Nicks is here, and it's like oh, a yeah. goat. Yeah. Yeah. Well, don't worry, go. Bob Dylan's done. We got a Beatles song. Seven Deadly Sins. This is just straight up an old Beatles. Song. Yeah, it's an old quartet barbershop. But it's kind written of music. by Bob Dylan. <laughs> yeah, I'm not surprised. <laughs> Um, yeah, if you like that kind of stuff, then it's so fine. cheesy. It's it too is, cheesy. It fine. is fine. Uh, but yeah, it, it harkens back to when Roy Orbison was a relevant if, musician. If Roy Orbison was on this track, he would. It probably would it. be great. Yeah, but he's not. And it Roy just, Orbison has a weird voice. It's beautiful though. But it is a beautiful it, weird. It's voice. uniquely beautiful, and it's yeah. not weird in the same way that Bob Dylan's no, voice is weird. Him, him, and uh, oh god. Um, that other guy with the really bad voice that people don't like, he, Tom Waits. Tom him and Tom, Tom Waits. Him and Tom, Tom Waits. Waits just smell, sounds like he smoked a lot of cigarettes. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, those those are two guys who like you gotta kind of dig it to enjoy their stuff. Whereas Roy Orbison's just got a beautiful voice. Like it's weird, but it's it's very pretty. Anyway, yeah, Seven Deadly Sins is uh, a barbershop. Yep, <laughs> yeah, poorhouse. Yeah, very Americana. <laughs> yeah, which I do, don't really enjoy. Uh, and I found the vocals to be a bit rough. Sure. Again. Are we t- we're talking Poor House, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, Poor House is a vaguely country song, like Jeff Lynn and Tom Petty are doing a parody of country. Yeah, that's yeah. a little bit right. I but, like the... But is it a parody, or are they just trying to do it and it sucks? I don't know. Could be both. <laughs> I like we the slide let, guitar. We'll never know. I like the slide guitar. Yeah, slide guitar is yeah. really good at this. It's, it's fun. It's good. They're good instrumentalists. Like, fuck. Send you to the pool. They should do a soundtrack. They should have just I done know, a soundtrack. Because right? all the backing tracks are fine. Yeah. And it's it, good. This I'll one, even say good. But. This one's got like a really good solo on it too. Um, yeah, if you don't like country or like bluesy folk music, you probably won't like this one. Uh, then we get Where Were You Last Night. This one is, a, I actually like this one. Um, especially how they break up on the singing between individual members and harmonies. Bob, Bob's on lead and the bridge is by George and the song sucks. You don't like this one? <laughs> That's fine. I'm still not a fan of this one either. I prefer this to the last song, but. I yeah. wouldn't listen to either. This I like it mostly because this is one of the ones where I actually like Bob Dylan singing on. Because uh, I'm pretty selective about that. Some I yes. just think it's terrible. This one he does a good he job, fine, I think. Yeah. And so that's why I definitely uh, like it more than others. Uh, but yeah, it's fine. 
you know. Cool Drive Place is a weird song, dude. Yeah, it's I an even old man I, song. I wrote, cool Drive Place is like it, the, it's about how their house is too cluttered. I literally my first line is this one's weird. Yeah, it's the like so, the song's like a PSA. I gotta keep my medication in, in, in a Cool, cool dry Drive Place, place. <laughs> but my place is too messy. It's like what the hell is that? Yeah, yeah it's like and it, it's like old man. I have song. one that just says uh, I don't that just begins and ends with question marks. It, it just question marks keeping guitars safe from rot. Question yeah. mark. Yeah. I kind of like this, this one. Sucks. I like Tom Petty singing on it. Um, yeah. And I think it's uh, kind of weird. And I kind of. It's, it's, it's like, like he's trying to do a Bob Dylan though. He's like, you keep it on the rain and too much condensation. Yeah. I'm like, what is this voice you're yeah. doing? <laughs> um, I really like the brass section <laughs> on the album and the guitar solo around two minutes is pretty cool. Um, yeah. The funny thing, like, I... <laughs> Keep it in a cool, dry place. I want to make it very clear no, that... No, it's not nasally enough. I, I, like, I like the song on the album. I would never, like, go and listen to, the, like, most of the ones that I like on the album. Put this on your houseboat though. playlist. <laughs> no, that's not... That's not hey, we're, we're out at sea. We're going li- <laughs> to keep it in a cool, dry place. Keep it in a cool, dry place. Yeah, then we get New Blue Moon. Butt rock. Yeah. Definitely butt rock. Another Beatles song. This, yeah, the song sucks too. That's my only note. <laughs> I said it was decent, but I think it's just PTSD from the last few songs. Yeah, I think it's okay. I like I like the fun swingy vibe. Um, they're all talented. Like that's the problem is I like the instruments, but I just wish George Harrison would make music that wasn't Beatles. Eh, George Harrison doesn't know how to make an album that isn't by the Beatles. Yeah, <laughs> even got my mind set on you. Sounds like it could have been yeah. a Beatles song from the late eighties. Yeah, well. <laughs> then we get you took my breath away. Well, I think it's this, kind of repetitive. Yeah, Tom Petty singing this, lead. This is like the only the only thing saving it is Tom Petty singing. I think. Yeah, um, I agree with that. It could be a tribute to Roy Orbison with mentions of uh, taking a song and changing the middle bit and how things just don't work anymore. Yeah. Um, they've never really come out and said that though, so who knows? But uh, yeah, this I think this one actually sounds the closest to a Beatles song in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. It's not. It's not great. It's not awful. But, but it hey, ends. They started with it. They started a new uh, uh, phase. They did a new dance move called the Wilbury Twist. It's actually not bad. The song is actually kind of fun. It's kind of, it's kind of hilarious. It's whatever. It's, it's kind of I dumb hate, and fun. I hate the Wilbury Twist so it's much. So dumb. It's so dumb. I want to see someone in the club doing the Wilbury doing the Twist, Wilbury which is, twist. involves falling on your butt. Hell yeah, yeah dude. <laughs> falling your ass. I hate uh, this song so much. It's so dumb. I, think but I it's like terrible. It. Put your teeth in a glass. Like these are just a bunch of old men. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. It's like they've understood that the rest of the album is like dumb. And <laughs> And, and like unnecessary and like th- they're uh, leaning into how they're like the old men of rock except not tom petty because he was like younger yeah, than the rest super, of it yeah he was yeah, they didn't even mention canada do they no they mentioned all these countries but not canada yeah that's fine get wrecked canada uh yeah that's um i don't want to be associated with the wheelberry twist well, let's talk about the record because man this is the worst album cover i've ever seen yeah almost as bad as gift of gab <laughs> it might be worse just because look at Bob Dylan with a backwards hat on. <laughs> it is just awful. They, and they all have sunglasses except for Bob Dylan. He didn't get the memo, so he had to put a hat They're on. They're so yeah. old. Oh, is that Who's in the top right? Is that Tom Petty? That's Tom P. He looks way younger than the rest of them, he too. He is, though. He, he was is. in his he? 30s. Yeah. Oh, that's wild to yeah. me. Um, awful it's it's an album you know the only reason yeah it is an album the only reason i even own it is because i love the first one and i'm like yeah fine i just saw it in a yeah shop there's and like I'm a like, train I'll complete what, the why is there a train wheel on the back i don't know they like trains 
you know. I like trains. Um, I will admit wow. that the release itself is kind of neat. They've got oh, this cool like uh, insert <laughs> with like how to actually do the Wilbury twist. So Jamie, you can you know. Oh my enjoy god, that. that's crazy! They got the I real like dance that. moves on there. I, oh, look, there's the part where you fall on your ass. Hey, hell yeah! Um, on the other side, I told is, you they wanted to catch on. <laughs> yeah, the other side is them just like in a studio or an apartment or something jamming. Uh, and then it's not even in, it's in one of those like plastic sleeves. I hate those. That I'm not a big fan of. Yeah. There's some like nice inner sleeves. We're supposed to put in the jacket. Not that one. Right? Garbage. So I don't know. Otherwise it's fine. The record sounds good. Um, I've listened to it like once. Well, sounds good. <laughs> well, the, the record the has a good recording it, quality. There you go. There you go. The album's recordings are not great. Yeah. Uh, I don't really recommend this to anyone. Don't if, buy this album. If I ever recommend Wilburys, it's entirely the first album um with like maybe one if you if you find this album do that thing where you take a blowtorch and you turn it into a bowl you know like those people are turning those are cool yeah one of those when i was a teen oh yeah Yeah, do do that with it it's it's worth it um well here i want to share my vinyl verdict oh god please go ahead a super group from the ages made up of rock musicians (laughs) that even i know of Unfortunately, the supergroup sucks. <laughs> With an album of ups and downs and genres that weave and clash, I think this album would have benefited from a bit of cohesiveness that this never really finds. Maybe it's worth checking out if you're a big fan of Dylan Petty, Harrison, or Jeff Lynn. But otherwise, you are fine skipping out on this one. Yep. Thank you, Phil. Skip it. Skip it. Jamie? Hey, as a fan of Petty, Dylan, Harrison, and Jeff Lynn... I also say, don't listen to this album. It sucks ass. Um, this is the worst example of an album any of them ever produced. Um, the previous album is so far superior that I talk about it in in my uh, record because uh, we'll talk about it in a minute because it's like relevant to being in 1988 and some other stuff. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, because it was like two years before. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, God, this album sucks. I know. And it's unfortunate because I agree with you. The first album is actually really good. Yeah. And uh, if we ever do this long enough where we come back to artists we've talked about before and just different albums. I mean, you can talk about artists we've talked before anytime you want. Sure. I'm not going to But I got lots of other stuff that's coming first. Um, But unfortunately, this is one of the only 1990 albums that I own. And Mm. so I was kind of stuck with it. Um, It's not my favorite album. Nowhere close to it. If I were to make a playlist of the best Wilbury songs, it's None basically the first album and then maybe one from this one. Uh, it's so, a Wilbury twist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, most of the album just really doesn't hit. I'm and, not even going to uh, give this one a number. It's like a three. Oh, God. Don't like don't listen to this album. <laughs> if you find it for $4.99, you paid too much. Uh, I, I think it's just way too much Bob Dylan and then not enough Roy Orbison because he's gone at this point. Uh, oh, God, it sucks because... All, all four of these guys Incredibly put talented. out incredible I know. albums. I know, fully agree. Blood on the Tracks is a yeah. great yeah. Bob Dylan album. Yeah. Um, Tom Petty's whatever the first album is called is really good. Yeah. I bought it recently. And I have no idea what it's called. Anyway, um, Bob Dylan, or Bob Dylan, George Harrison's All Things Must Pass is a classic, like, must listen. Jeff Lynne has a, a New World record, which is the ELO's, like, I, I, they have a lot of albums. Maybe their third album. I can't remember. Um, that's a great album. Listen to that one. Yeah. Listen to any album except yeah. for this one. Yeah. I listen to Roy. Oh, he had so many God. good songs. Pretty Woman. Pretty Woman. So yeah. Such a classic. 
I, Only the Lonely. I what a it, good song. I give it like a five out of ten. I would rate it lo- generous. I'd, <laughs> I'd rate it lower, but unfortunately, I just I like the Wilburys too much. The album cover is dog terrible. Crap. Yes, I agree. Well, fully. to Plouffe's defense, the only album that's worse today. Is it takes a nation of millions <laughs> to hold us back? That's Flavor not... Flav. Yeah, oh boy. <laughs> this album stinks. This is how I feel. Uh, Jamie feels about Travis Wilburys. I feel about this album. Um, I wrote a long, uh, maybe not long. I, I wrote a little intro about sure. 1988. 1988. I can give it a 1994. Translucent Tech Game Boy. Game 1990. Boy. The turn of Jake the... Belavant. Yeah. <laughs> That's when the 90s started. Uh, there was only there, there was a couple of interesting things that came up. Uh, 1988 was a weird year for music. 32 different songs hit number one. In that na- is crazy. Actually, that is crazy. That's so there's 52 weeks in a year. Span, yeah. What? There's 52 <laughs> weeks in a year, and 32 weeks had a different number one single. Yeah, they usually stick for at least a little yeah. while. Yeah, 17 all the music acts. <laughs> right? <laughs> 17 acts earned their first number one song uh, in 1988, which was a record. Um, uh, the, Rick Astley had his first number one hit in 1988 mm. uh, with Never Gonna Give You Up. Guns N' Roses. You didn't choose that album? I don't own that album. Do you um, not own Guns N' Roses album? Too? I don't. Because um, that's like, I don't like Guns N' Roses, but that's a good album. Yeah, I, I don't. It's like the only album. good album. Yeah. All right. Uh, Def Leppard had their first number one hit. Oh, the drummer from Def Leppard's only got one arm. <laughs> only got one arm. Uh, UB40 had their first number one hit. I don't know UB40. Uh, they did a red, 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 red wine, the cover. Anyway, it's a regular cover. Sure. Anyway. George Michael, you might know him. I know the name, yeah. Yeah, he was from Wham. Jitterbug. The Jitterbug. Yeah, that's a Wham song, though. Um, he had four number one hits Careless in 1988. Whisper. Yeah, Careless Whisper is George, George Michael. Um, on the day I was born, the number one song was a cover of Peter Frampton's Baby, I Love Your Way. Ooh, baby, I love your way. Not that one, though. Uh, oh, that's man. the better one. Um, it was by a band called The Will to Power, who I have never heard of Crazy. and had never had another song. Yeah. That's a black hip hop group. Four weeks right before I was born, Kokomo <laughs> by the Beach Boys was number one. Okay. Kokomo is a great song. Is that Was on? this yeah, album ever at <laughs> number one? Kokomo no. should be on my, Any of the songs on my house voting playlist. Um, be, maybe yeah. one of them. Were they Four new? days after I was born, Roy Orbison died. Um, he died of a heart attack. Um, he was a big man. Steve Winwood had a hit with the song Roll With It, which was the last number one song on American Top 40 as hosted by Casey Kasem until he came back. No, I don't want to rush you, but what percentage of yeah. the way through this intro are we? Oh, we're, like 90%. This room is hot, so I want to make sure. <laughs> yeah, uh, albums that I own that came out in 1998 or 1988 that I didn't feature in this episode because I want to talk about them at another time include sure. R.E.M.'s Green, which is a great, great okay. album. Yeah. Metallica's And Justice. R.E.M. R.E.M. R-E-M. Sorry. Uh, Metallica's And Justice for All. Sure. Another great That's, album. Tracy Chapman's over. album, Tracy Chapman. Okay. Which is he's a great. got a fast car. <laughs> is that where that's from? <laughs> that's uh, that song. He's got a fast car. Yeah. Everyone's playing and that right now. Why is that everywhere? so popular? So someone, someone has, has done, done a cover out. Oh. Uh, I also own The Butthole Surfer's Hairway to Steven. <gasps> oh, uh, which came name. out. Yo, I saw them live like Butthole eight surfers. years ago. Incredible. And the far superior traveling Will Perry's number <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah, you should have chosen volume one. Um, and then I wrote a, a really quick write-up about it. it takes a uh, nation of millions. Uh, it takes a na- nation of millions uh, is a follow-up album to Yo Bum Rush the Show. <laughs> yeah, 
album had more hits on it, but Yo Bum Rush the Show had a song about an Oldsmobile on it, and this one doesn't. <laughs> um, that's about all I can say about it. This album was the first hip-hop album to win Album of the Year from uh, The Village Voice, which was an important uh, music publication for most of the 20th century. Um, in 1988, the album sold 500,000 copies in its first month, uh, and it received zero promotion from Columbia Records, so it was Dang. all from word of mouth. Uh, reviews for the album are overwhelmingly positive. Uh, a lot of reviewers cited the turntabling, the beats, and the lyrical content as being politically you know, interesting. Um, it is a strongly Afrocentric album. Um, most of the album is strongly rooted into black nationalism and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're not into that, I yeah, like I don't I, I don't disagree with you on that one. You also really have to be into Flavor Flav. Uh yeah, Flavor Flav's a hype band. Also Professor Griff who is the other other rapper on this album. Um Oh, I didn't even notice. I always thought just thought it was Chuck D and uh Professor Griff sounds a lot like Chuck D on a couple okay. of album uh, on the songs. Um he uh, like shortly after this album came out came out strongly against the Jews. Oh, and then they mm, kicked him out of yes. a public enemy. Okay. <laughs> um good. So contemporary reviews were really strongly uh, strong, and the Enemy, Pitchfork, and Rolling Stone have all given this album a perfect score. What? That's uh, insane to me. Look, um, I'm. It is a very political album, though. I'm not say that. fully in Bell's camp of its like complete trash, but I don't like this album very much. No. I, I I'm gonna tell you that I like about six tracks on this album. Sure, there are seventeen. The, it's yeah, way too long. It's way too it's long. An hour Sixteen. Long. It's an hour long. There's yeah. two or three interludes that like yeah don't need to be there at all. They're all from the same concert. So in 1987, I they was did a wondering that they, they, they sound like they're just interludes between songs at a hip hop show. Yeah, like the DJ is just doing. Like yeah. uh, Eliminator X or whatever. So, it's Terminator X. Yeah. Terminator X. So yeah, they're all just, from. Oh my god! So that all makes the so like much Countdown sense. to Armageddon is all from a BBC concert they did at the Hammersmith Odeon, uh, which is um, it's not a bad concert, but you have to really, you have to really like, you have to really like Public Enemy. Um, <laughs> is this the strongest Public Enemy album? It is the strongest reviewed Public uh, sure. Enemy album. I will say Apocalypse ninety one. And uh, Fear of a Black Planet are probably yeah, Fear of a Black Planet are probably the two better albums, but they didn't come out in 1988. Yeah, and um, I can't. I I wanted to talk about REM on a different episode, sure. so I didn't pick that one. Yeah, I've never really listened to or even really heard of Public Enemy before, and I know that's surprising, and I'd never say that, yeah. but uh, it's it's true. Great band name though. Yeah, yeah re- really good band name. Um, they have a bunch of hits. Like you've definitely heard stuff by Public Enemy, or it's been sampled in something else. Yeah, especially sure. from this Public album. Enemy number one. Yeah, Public Enemy number one. Um, it's okay. There's some good hits. There's a lot of not so good hits. Yeah, Flavor Flav talks way too much. Mm-hmm. He I just agree. doesn't need to exist. It doesn't help that he's like a meme, basically at this point. And yeah, uh, yeah, I would have known him from like reality TV totally. in the early yeah. 2000s. Yeah. Flavor Flav is the Ringo star of Public Enemy. I think that's generous. That's um, crazy. In that. <laughs> You know how Ringo Starr always had a song on a Beatles album? He had one song, like Octopus's yeah, Garden, sure. and that was a Ringo song. Sure. Flavor Flav has a song on this album. Yeah. Which one's his? Oh, oh it's the um, food one. The Flav... It's... Um, what is it? God. It's um, all about food, and I hated it. 
Cold Lampin' with flavor. It was Cold Lampin'. Cold Lampin', Lampin yes. Yeah, that one's terrible. Um, it is awful. Yeah. It is okay. an awful song. Well, uh, you know, should we just listen to it and... Uh, One last time. No, it's really hot in here. You know what? We're just going to get into it. No, 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 no. That's that's too bad for you. It's really hot in here. (laughs) All right, let's get one last listen. Wow, Countdown to Armageddon. Gotta say, I don't like skits, but this one's hype. Yeah, that, one, that one's really good. I, air raid, there's something about air raid sirens that like work really well in a lot of tracks. Um, Childish Gambino uh, uses air raids in, in one of his songs on camp. And then um, Slipknot, I can't remember... Is it Pulse of the Maggots or something starts with an air raid siren and it's like also very the purge. Very hype. The purge? Yeah. You know when the purge is happening, they have a <laughs> They just play the air raid siren. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, no, yeah. it's it is very, very hype. I bet seeing that live would have been very totally yeah. crazy. Especially in uh, eighty eight, yeah. Uh this so this this is from their concert in eighty seven, but yes, oh. yes, I agree. Yeah, because it it had been re- previously recorded. Yeah. And that's why it contains the the intro from the BBC guy at the beginning. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, um, bring, bring the, the noise. noise Turn it up. I wish that I filmed my reaction when I heard Flavor Flav. <laughs> I was like, oh my <laughs> god, yeah, boy, yeah, no. Boy. And I, when I say, oh my god, not a good thing. Holy Flavor smokes, Flavor Flav is so annoying. I know, dude. I, oh my god, I, I like. I'm not gonna say that Chuck D is like an incredible artist but by himself he's so much better i don't know if i like his voice that's so, fair it kind of sounds like a parody of what people think say that's, old rap sounds like that's fair i uh, mean this is very old i'm going down the street and i'm tying my shoes and then i saw a guy and he was looking pretty cool i'm like yeah. what is happening here why yeah. is he rapping like that so he his rap voice is him imitating a sports announcer from new york radio <laughs> i could see that <laughs> guy doing the guy that did uh baseball um, play by play. Mm. Nice. Um, I can see that. And it is something. Um, I like it. I think his voice is very unique. I think it, he is very loud and very angry sounding on most yeah. most tracks. I, and that matches the lyrics. I like Bring the Noise. I think it's a fun backing track and it has decent bars. Um, backing track is fun. Yeah. I, I'm not saying that's going to be the way the rest of the album mm. <laughs> goes. Uh, once again, there's a few good tracks. There are. Once again, back is the incredible rhyme animal, and yeah. sampled by fourteen different songs. Yeah, um, the song contains seven samples, but itself was sampled fifteen different on fifteen different tracks. Uh, we covered Paul's Boutique already. I have a note about Paul's Boutique at BC Wasn't this as well? Yeah, uh, and this uh, samples now they got me in a cell um, that that was sampled on Eggman. Hmm. Um, on what Paul's Boutique, Eggman. Eggman. Well, make sure to go back and listen to Paul's Boutique because uh, it's better. F- there. It's, <laughs> it's better, better, first of all, <laughs> and that's positive because I don't like that album. Yeah, <laughs> I do not like the Beastie Boys style of group rapping, and I don't know if it was just in style uh, the time or if these guys just do it as well. But it, I don't like that. The, it, was it was very, very especially with Flavor Flav being the other guy who's hype man. Yo, in. hey, it was very wax for anthrax. 
Thanks. Terminator exit. <laughs> it's just like I don't want these like little chimes coming in every yeah. once in a while. It's, Turn it, it up. Happen. Okay, so all we've really discovered is that Bell doesn't really like really old school rap. That's not necessarily true. I mean, Illmatic is ninety four. Well, I guess that's the, not. Really there's a old lot school. of time yeah, in between. Yeah, 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 you're right. You're right. You know, I didn't yeah. like Gift of Gab. Uh, to be fair, though, that's modern. Um, what if we? What if, old, what if we showed him someone who's a lot better, like De La Soul, or uh, well, the, the, you know, like. Like, I'm never going to cover another Public Enemy album. Sure. But, like, I'm but just saying... Their I'm, other ones are better. I'm just saying there are rap groups from the 80s that were really good. Like and, Grandmaster Flash? Yeah, and they didn't... It wasn't this, like, interjecting kind of style. It was more like, hey, I'm going to do a verse, then this guy's going to do a verse, like, then yeah. this guy's going to do a verse. And um, that's how a lot of artists got Fla- discovered, because you liked yeah. that, like, that individual That guy's verse. one verse, yeah. He'd come on, he'd be like, whoa, that guy's crazy. And, like, that was kind of... Uh, well, that's how Naz got dis- discovered. He did a verse on a some uh, song called some- "Something at the Barbecue," afternoon oh, yeah. at the Barbecue, yeah. or something like that. And that's how people discovered that he was a good yeah. rapper. He did a verse on that song. So I think that you know, if we maybe pick the right artist, uh, maybe he can find something that he does like. But yeah, I fully agree that I'm I'm not a big fan of this exact well, style. It's why I like some BC Boy songs, but not like yeah. a lot of full albums. What a what it what it sets this album apart to other albums that came out in 1988, like uh, "It Takes Two by um, DJ DJ Raw. Oh no, DJ something and Rob Bass. D, DJ Easy Rock. Yeah. Um, that is a very slow song. Public Enemy like runs the tempo up. Like yeah, this this constantly. particular song is 110 beats per minute, which yeah. is very fast for rap back mm-hmm. in the day. Yeah. Um, I don't know that that adds anything to it. But it certainly sounds more frenetic. Well, you know, I don't believe the hype. Don't believe the hype. I don't, don't like. I don't, don't like the don't hook. Don't believe the hype. Don't believe don't, the hype. Don't, don't believe. Well, the it's hype. like Nas raps about. There's a lot of talk about the struggle of being seen as dangerous because of being black, even though they don't have guns. Um, mm-hmm. And I love the line. I don't rap for the sake of riddling. <laughs> Fire. <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah. Rappers <laughs> rapping for a cause is solid. Song is way too long, and I don't yeah. like the hook. Oh my god, it's like five plus minutes or something. Yeah, that's there's like that little screamy horn that comes in like every oh, four seconds. They do there's this one so annoying. like high pitched horn or something note yeah, like, that's on a lot of tracks. Yeah. It's, it's on it. like three or four tracks and I hate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's all from the same it's all yeah, from the same, same sample. Song. Yeah. yeah. Um that sample was incredibly overused in rap at the time. Oh yeah. Like it was very yeah, popular. I, it's very it's like how the drummer the drum on most tracks is from the, the yeah. song funky drummer yeah 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 because yeah. it had it it is a funky drum track yeah yeah uh this song samples the song do the funky chicken which is hey. a great which is also a great sure. song. do the funky chicken i don't know what that is but it sounds great um yeah cold no. lamp of the flavor the sucks song on the album <laughs> this is sucks. crazy they could have cut the whole thing it's so long too like uh, why the only thing i like is the camping references and that's in like one verse <laughs> um do, do 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 you guys want to know what cold lampin was i had to no. look it up what is what's cold lampin <laughs> okay so that's when you t- jacked into a street light for oh, power for power and then oh. ran your djing equipment and loudspeakers off like free power yeah. from the city that's by like, like cool. ripping into yeah. a, like a pole yeah. that's cool uh i didn't really take any notes it just says wtf why is this so long yeah yeah it's, it's really long especially later on i found the whole thing just came, came off as lazy or untalented rather than deep or interesting yeah he's not a good rapper no. it's so early in the album too i, I like his energy and like that's it and do you know why flavor Flav is called flavor Flav? no i actually don't he went to chef school no way he's a classically trained chef well he should have stuck to that yeah he's not maybe a rapper not 
on as much cocaine well, as he ended up doing. Well, and it is, well, it's like how Ice Cube went to architecture school. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah cool. like, that's why they just, call him Ice Cube. Yeah, that's why they call him Ice Cube. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Flash. Ah! Man, that's such an iconic. Oh sample. yeah, I was like, yo, this I'm hype already. This uh, is one of the other only good songs on the album. I, I did like. not. Ooh, fully enjoy this one. Either. Interesting. No, I like it. It's no, I, no, I like the song. I just thought you said it was the only other good song. We we're like five songs. One in. of the only mm, other. Okay. There's like there's like three or four that I think are decent. I'm not a yeah. huge fan of record scratching in songs. Oh so really? This one I Turntabling was extremely popular. I love it. Yeah, I yeah. love a good DJ who can scratch. The courses and... are also very long in the song. Yep. Uh, the verses discuss things like fan expectations, whether awards matter. Yep. Uh, how their music is unpopular amongst white people, which is part of the appeal to black people. <laughs> so, okay, yeah. sure. I don't know. I got to give Flava credit in this one. I like his little outro. Yeah. I don't like the next song, Mind Terrorist, which is an interlude. It's, it's an interlude. Like a, it sounds like a video game music. It's again. like sure. less than two minutes Yeah, long. boy! does not need to be on this album at all. Best for your face. <laughs> Best yeah. for your face. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, boy. Uh, we get louder than a bomb. Not a fan of this one. It's again, but this is the one where I noticed Chuck D's voice was like, it sounds like a parody of old rap. Mm, yeah, it just he off. is old rap though. It's true. So, it's like, not even a parody. He's, he's, he's just the yeah. He's like yeah. He's just he's rapping like as was the of style the of the time. As was the style yeah, of the tying time. Up, yeah, tying that into your belt. Um, I like the line. The posse comes quick because the posse got velocity. Yeah, that's, that's okay. a good line. Yeah. I like that. Um, I like the sudden end. And then the the transition to the next song, I thought that was cool. That's an I I actually like caught. Can I get a witness? Um, I just don't like when Flava is just talking to kind of whoever's listening. Or Way whatever. too much Flava. Just, just that hyping, song. yeah, hyping it up and not. In and the Chuck D. And almost every song talks about he's not a sellout. I'm like, you must be a sellout. Man. <laughs> he's a sellout. This is you're saying this way too. I'm not a sellout. I'm not a sellout. Yeah. It's like okay, man. Um, there was. Another rap group that they were tied to at one point, and it turned out that they were actually just informants for the FBI narking on wow. other rap groups. Incredible. I think that might be what why he keeps bringing it up. Wow. Listen, listen, listen. It wasn't me. Yeah, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. me, the classic Shaggy defense. Um, I like how uh, number uh, track eight, Cock Can I Get a Witness, discusses the legality of sampling. Which sure. What was not a debated topic at that time? No. Yeah. None of these samples were cleared. Yeah. Um, um. Then we get show them what you got. The sax sample on this is crazy. So I good. like it. Show them what you got. Show show them show them what you got. It's okay. It I, um the the vocals in the back or the the reading in the back is Ava Muhammad who was uh, another prominent person in the nation of islam i just don't know why it's two minutes of flavor yelling at me yeah over the best sample so far and she's like let's have flavor yell at you for two minutes yeah yep. she's discussing other uh like Ava muhammad is t- discussing famous black leaders that were murdered cool. or incarcerated <laughs> it's blue cool like it's, <laughs> yeah. like it's great that they're talking about this stuff that's you know it is I a just... very it, this is almost like a militantly Afrocentric yeah. yes. album. Yeah, um, you have to be. A lot of times. You have to be very in tune with that. Yeah. Um, and listen, I'm an ally, but it's, things were very different in the 80s and 90s. It's so hard to relate to common problems now as to common problems then. Yeah, yeah, that is fair. Yeah, that is a very like um, a lot of the problems that they're rapping about um, are still an issue. 
but they're not as I don't know prominent. Yeah, it was just like people literally had no care. You police officer shoot someone in the street, and it's like okay. Yeah. And he was black. Yeah. Whoa. Like, okay. Well, fine. Yeah, officer. Sprinkle some crack on him. Yeah. Sprinkle. Yeah. Exactly. But what is still an issue? Watching too much TV. Yeah, she yeah. watched. She watched Channel Zero. I like the punctuation. I like it too. <laughs> I love the title. It's, it's such so a funny dumb. topic. Yeah, uh, TV is cool. <laughs> it definitely does not need to be this long. But Sam- samples good. Angel yes. samples Angel of Death by Slayer, which I is a great song. I love the Angel of Death sample and yeah. the chorus. Oh man, this one's good. This is one of the only other ones I like. Really, man, the chorus is again so long. Yeah. She watched. She watched. She watched. She watched Zero. Um. References Doug Williams, who was the quarterback of the Super Bowl cool. uh, of that year. He was the first black qu- quarterback to play and win a Super Bowl, which didn't happen again until Russell Wilson in 2014. Well, you know, good for good for him. There you go. There's my little fact. Yeah. Um, then we got Night of the Living Baseheads. It's which a reference is about to freebasing cocaine. Yeah. It's about B A C. No. <laughs> S-E. B-A-S-E, yeah. B-A-S-E. Oh, got love freebasing. It's, uh, it's a good song. The, yeah, the song okay. criti- criticizes black people who sell crack to other black people and, yeah, suggests, and suggests that it would be okay to sell crack to white people, though. Yeah, sell to your own, their own. Rob a home. Yeah. yeah. The the funny thing is Flavor Flav would go on to do way too much cocaine. He didn't do crack, though. No? The only free base coke? Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, he just did crack. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't help him though. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's all right. The comparison is crackheads to zombies. But, yeah, which yeah. is totally fair. That's yeah, yeah like it's pretty bad. And it was a pretty big epidemic back in the late eighties and nineties. Um, I really like the next track. You like Black Steel in the Hour of Chaos? Yeah. I like the discussion about being drafted to fight for America despite yes. America never doing. It. Like yeah. I love the um, topic, and and what the lyrics are about. Yeah, uh, the song is okay. The song's fine. Yeah, so like so the, the I like the progression of the story. So Chuck yeah. D discusses how he got a document from the government demanding he register for the selective service. Yep. And he declines, which is a felony, he gets sent to jail. Where he's basically a slave. He's a slave, yeah. So yeah. It's, now it's a, he, he compares the slavery of being in the armory, army to being, the slavery of being in jail. So it's like prison song. Yeah. Um, and put on death row. Yeah. yeah, somehow it gets put on death row for, for something. For oh, I think dodging. he murder. I think he murders, murders a, a CEO. Uh, yeah, in in the in the prison, and then he gets busted out of jail. Yeah. Then it becomes a prison break. Yeah, this one's not uh, prison break song. Um, the, the, the music song- video he does not break. Oh, he just gets hung in the music video. <laughs> oh no! Uh-oh. Oh no! Um, the song goes on to discuss serious issues like prison overcrowding, how the disproportionate incarceration of black people. Uh, is a new form of slavery and stuff like that. So, yeah, so the is, message is good. True. I, the song I is totally great. Um, uh, the song is like one of one of my favorite non-singles from the song. Sure. So. I would have cut the last like minute and ten seconds. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Because it's just like outro after that. It's already a five-minute song if you cut out the last minute and a half. I yeah. do that on most of these songs. <laughs> They're all like four and a half, five minutes, which is pretty long for for hip hop usually. Um, security of the first world is a weird one. So this just pause menu music. Yeah, the security of the first world um, was like a weird, like militant group that they were mm. like somehow allied with. Sure. Um, like sort of like, like a Black weird Panthers like back, Black Panthery. Like it's very strange. The Public Enemy is a very weird group. Uh, this album mentions Louis Farrakhan like eight times. Um, he was the leader of the Nation of Islam, but he's also like a raging anti-Semite. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's some. 
and he's like a like a like a kill kill yes. white people kind of yes. very kinda militant. Um, you could tell yeah. that he was very Chuck D was like a very angry person. I don't blame him. He no, grew, fair. Yeah, he probably grew so up watching a lot of his Chuck friends D, die and stuff. Like Nas, Bismarck, he all grew up in the same project oh, area that's cool. of New York. Um, there are a lot of uh, rappers from that area and a lot of rap groups. Yeah. It's Queensbridge, Queensbridge projects. I think yeah. it's a little. It's anyway. cool how we how you guys both chose uh, East Coast. Yeah, Hip-hop. we've talked. To, we, well, all the rapping, uh, uh, most of the albums we've yeah, talked to, we like really, Beastie Boys, is yeah, East Coast. We haven't really done any West Coast. Stuff. No, uh, maybe we'll have to. Uh, maybe we'll switch later. it up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rebel Without a Pause appears on the GTA San Andreas soundtrack. The That's worst it. backing track of all time. This is uh, the big hit from the album. The nails on the chalkboard during this, the backing track <laughs> makes me want to die. Pause. The rhythm, the ripple. The reason I know the song is because that's the start of uh, Let's Go Get Stoned by Sublime. Oh, yeah. yeah. The rhythm, yeah. The rhythm. It's very long, and I wish Flavor Flavor would stop talking about Cold oh, Medina. Oh, God, I know. Shut up, Flavor. Cold Medina. Yeah. Like, stop, man. Cold Medina. Funky Cold Medina. <laughs> that's a Beastie Boy song. <laughs> <laughs> uh prophets of rage not to be confused with the band of the same name yes yeah, so which is prom, uh primarily composed of rage public against, enemy rage against the machine yeah. and uh one guy from cypress hill um yeah. this song samples or is sampled by jurassic five in the song what's golden oh that's oh, i didn't know that oh, i knew I, yeah, yeah. jurassic five is great this is probably my favorite song on the album but that does not mean much in this yeah. song samples shining star by earth wind and fire which is a great song yeah uh, this song is sampled in 384 songs. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's sampled quite a bit, which is, I don't know. It's right, all right. Good. Yeah, lots of them. I mean, look Jurassic at Let's Five. Go Get Stone by uh, What's Golden Sublime. Yeah. And Jurassic 5, yeah. Uh, party for Your Right to Fight. They ripped off the Beastie Boys. It makes That's me want to fight for my right to party, yeah. Um, Too much chorus in the interlude. So this, right. song, this song is about how you need to form a political party to have your right to fight things. Sure. Whereas the Beastie Boy song is very tongue-in-cheek. Yes, it's fighting for your right to party. Whereas yeah. this, I, I get it. I get what um, they're doing. They're being serious and saying like, hey, we, you know. I, I, I think it's fine. It's a good outro to them. It's all right. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, I'm just so sick of Flava by this point. Yeah, boy. Yeah, boy. Flava, Flava. Party for your right to fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Party for your right to fight. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Party for... Yeah, I'm like, stop. Yeah, yeah. Stop. Oh, man. This yeah. is a long album. It it's is a, a long very, album. It's a very long album. It, it took me... Uh, I had to break it up. I listened to half of it. and then the other I probably would have been a lot more positive if this was half length. Yeah, right. But because they, I was like, listening to all this. I was like, oh, my God. If they cut out... Like, it, it's 16 tracks, but it manages to fit on one LP. I'm pretty How sure. <laughs> How did they do it? How did they do it? <laughs> they should have cut like all the It's interludes. almost an hour long, too. I know. Yes, and if it's on one LP, how did they know. do it? How did they do it? I don't know. Really small grooves. Yeah, it's really small grooves. Really but packed. the grooves on the album, ah. they're pretty big. No, they're small. Oh. Yeah, small groove energy. Let's see, let's see the record itself, Jamie. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about the record itself. Uh, Public Enemy is sitting in jail. Public Enemy <gasps> number one. Uh, but only Flava Flava <laughs> yeah, and Chuck boy. D. You don't get Professor Griff or Ter- Terminator X. Um, it's getting dark in here. Oh, he's got start. the clock. He's got the clock. Of course he Yeah, does. he's wearing a clock. Um, <laughs> he's also wearing Raiders gear, which is... Yeah, uh, Oakland But Raiders. we know... No, LA Raiders. Oh. They hadn't moved to Oakland yet. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. Um, on the back is the rest of Public Enemy... And um, like militant gear, yeah, and berets like they're uh, Black Panthers, yeah. 
uh, surrounded by various photos of them recording the album and walking down a hall and some other stuff. Cool. Um, how's, how's the rest of cool. it? <laughs> open it. Open it. Oh, you want me to open it? There's open nothing. It. There's nothing on the inside. Um, oh, it's just like a sleeve in a record. Yeah, basically. Um, hey, actually, is it though? Style. Is it though? Let's find out. No, it's a sleeve with the uh, all the lyrics. Oh, they got on it. lyrics. That's not it bad. Looks like a newspaper. Yeah. It's, oh, yeah. yeah oh, okay. Cool. cool. I never actually opened it. Wow. Um, well, this guy's a fake fan. No. Um, <laughs> Terminator X is listed as the assault technician. That's cool. Uh, Professor Griff salty. is list, listed as the Minister of Information. Wow. Chuck D is the Messenger of Prophecy. And uh, Flava Flav is the Cold Lamper. The hell Thank God that? he didn't put Cold Medina back on there. Right. So He's the funky Cold Medina. So um, this album is split between the silver side and the black side. So the label on the le- uh, side one is the silver side. And the label on side two is the... Um, but, but, but what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, it's the black side. Uh, but the labels themselves are both black. So this is not going to vary my enjoyment of the album. But where is the split? Oh, I don't know. Let's find out. Side. Show them what you got is my. Show guess. them what you got. Um, is it the first or the last? Oh, sorry. Show them what you got is the first song on side two. Hey, I was right. Cool. Both sides are bad. I don't want to listen to either <laughs> side. I have no Boom. side preference. <laughs> Um, I guess B because it doesn't have cold lamp in. So this right? is this is a Def Jam record. Um, cool. It was yeah. released on CBS Records and under the Def Jam label. Um, my copy is a UK pressing, and I did not pay very much money for it. Good. Um, I would have paid a lot of money for this record because I like it. I, so. I get it, and, <laughs> so. and you know, a You're lot really of people like it. A lot of people like it. I and yeah, some of the songs. It is of very the, of a time. Some of the standout tracks are really like I like them. This record is extremely of a time. It's so full um, of just garbage that doesn't need to be there. Um, they could have made it thirty minutes, and it would have been probably pretty good. It, it is very. If you're into political rap, but like more political than. I don't know. I don't know. Um, like, if you want to get more edgy than, I don't know. NWA. And yeah, well, NWA was, wasn't really political. It was just yeah. like like f they're everybody. Just, they're just angry. Yeah. yeah, they were just angry. Um, being young and angry was very popular in rap. Yes, yes, but it was. a lot of the uh, what what I like about Public Enemy is they don't get into boasting as much as they like a, like a Beastie Boys yeah. or like other. Yeah. That's that's fair. It's kind of the one. It's thing. more socially conscious. Yeah, I guess it's one of the. But things. very like pointedly. Yeah. Like like you have to be you have to really agree with their point of view on stuff. Like, I don't like a lot of just straight gangster rap. That's like look at me and my money in the club and all and my I, hoes look at and all how many stuff. people like murdered. Yeah, like yeah. I'm not crazy. There's, there's about no that murder stuff. rap on here. Yeah. There's very little cussing. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, I'm giving points for that. How um, many points would you give it, Jamie? Oh, this is like a nine out of thirteen. Dang. I like I like this album. Um, do I think it is the best Public Enemy album? No. Is this an album I would regularly listen to? No. Yeah, Fear of a Black Planet is is definitely better, a great in album. my opinion. Like yeah. that's that's the only two uh, Public Enemy records I've listened to. I'm not like a huge fan. Fear of a Black Planet. But Fear is of a one. Black Planet is, that, Planet is actually pretty yeah. good. Yeah, and I forget which one has. By the time I get to Arizona on it, I don't know. By the time I get to Arizona, is a song about murdering a judge, <laughs> which, which is Jeez. really, which is really good. Um, 
that they got angrier as they went on yeah. and then they stopped releasing music yeah. um i wonder why um but i don't know you, you have to be really into chuck d's voice to, to sure. like it. I, I don't i don't blame you guys for not liking it um nor nor do i take offense to that but um it is interesting to me how many critics think that this album is important yes I was very surprised by how many people rated like a ten out of ten. Did, did and... you see, did you look at the Wikipedia page? No, it's incredible. Oh like like there are eighty publications that gave it a five star review or a hundred percent or whatever. It was a different time back then. Yeah, yeah. Well, even contemporary reviews. Yeah. I don't I don't know where it sits on the like the five hundred greatest albums of yeah. all time, but it, it's it, it's surely on that list because Rolling Stone retrospectively gave it five stars. Jeez, it's so, crazy how many albums are released. Yeah, that's... yeah, tons. What's uh, what's your contemporary review, Bell? Boy, I bet this album would be a great soundtrack for a game like Jet Set Radio or a skateboarding game. Yeah. But unfortunately, this style of rap is not for me. Between the repetitive beats, long track lengths, and Flavor Flav, I don't think I'll ever be listening to this album again, or maybe Public Enemy. Though there are some cool ideas and messages in here that do show why Public Enemy is so well regarded. Yeah, boy! Sh- sh- your show face. me what you got. Show me what. Show me. Show me what you got. <laughs> show. Show me. <laughs> Please tell me what you think. Uh, overall, you know, I wasn't ever really into Public Enemy before. Like, I've known who they are, but I just never. Like, I've listened to Fear of a Black Planet. I've listened to a bunch of the songs from this album. Never the whole thing front to back before. Yeah. Um, and I, but I'm just not. I'm still not super into them. I Flavor Flav is just such a meme now that I can't really take them seriously. Um, so even Didn't in, he try to marry China, yeah, there was the a, whole country. No, know. the rapper or yeah. the 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 wrestler. Yeah, well, the whole country did. Whether he did or not, I even though there's a few good tracks, nothing on this album stands out as like particularly amazing to me. Yeah. Um, and on top of that, it's just super long with a lot of tracks with weird interludes that don't seem necessary at all. And uh, I, I wouldn't say it's bad. Um, and I think it does have a few good tracks. It's just I don't want to own a copy, so I would give it like a six. It's not the worst hip hop album. I think it's but... interesting to see where rap went. Sure. After this album came out, because yeah, it, yeah, changed quite a bit. It's true. Yeah, this yeah, Beastie Boys and, and like straight out of Compton came out yeah. this year too. Yep, I mm. believe things it changed quite a bit. It's it's true. Like rap, rap doesn't sound like straight out of Compton. It doesn't sound like Illmatic. It doesn't yeah. sound like the Beastie Boys anymore. Yeah, it doesn't sound like Public Enemy. Yeah, Public Enemy number one. Public Enemy number one. Um, speaking of number one, what are we listening to next? Uh, next time, Bill. Who's my number it? one? Oh my I goodness, guess you that's are so now. flattering. We are listening to. I'll edit in a drum roll. I'm not going to do that. Boom, uh, boom. <laughs> boom, 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 Will this make me good? By Nick Hakim. Never heard of what it. What I Never think. I I know. I'm picking a deep cut. I don't <laughs> think anybody will have ever heard of it. It is what I would think is one of the greatest albums to listen to while enhanced. Wow. Oh, okay. All right. I'm curious. It I'm is very such interested. a good vibe. It is unlike much that I've listened to. I very much enjoy it. Cool. And uh, I hope you enjoy it too, listener. Let's find out if they agree with me next week on Vinyl Verdict. See ya. Bye. Bye.